Once again, it's the Into Greatness podcast with Jason and Jolene. Ha, got it right this time. I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. Um, yeah, last week's topic, really good, really good conversations around forgiveness. This week, we're talking about something a little lighter, and that's mentorship. Because... As we go through different parts of our lives, we are either mentored by someone, and then once you kind of get deeper in, you find yourself in roles of mentoring other people. And that can be done professionally, through work, or personally, or through a sport, or just some other activity. Have you mentored people, Jolene? You must have, in your line of work. Every year, I take a master's student to mentor, um, and it's always this really beautiful reciprocal relationship. So I have done that... um, Oh gosh, since I think I started taking students when I was like 23, 24, wow. which you can imagine for a 40-year-old student having me as their <laughs> their supervisor was kind of a trip. It there were some some instances that person, you know, those people, one person actually I only really had an issue with. Everyone else was uh again, our reputation that we build in the industry really isn't age specific, right? Never, never. Um but yeah, so I always do because I just think it's such a wonderful way to keep myself growing and accountable and I just I love learning. I'm constantly learning, right? And I just think there's so much value outside of the books that we can teach and expand in real lifetime, right? That's so yes, great. every year I take a master's student. Uh, it used to be bachelor's. Now it's master's students. And uh, I think you and I, we're mentoring people through this podcast. Oh, for sure. For sure. Without, I mean, and no one, it's funny when you do something like this, you don't think about that. No. At all. Like the, the people you're li- that who are listening, especially when it's like this kind of podcast. Yeah. People are listening because they want to learn something or take in information. When we started doing this, I never thought of that. No, we just wanted to share information, to give people more tools, to make changes in their life in often ways I see in my office, do in my office, but in the ways we have in real life. Yeah. Like you really wanted to tell your story yeah. and be like, I'm sure there's other men who need to put all these pieces together to kind of free themselves from the shackles of what we struggle with, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's really interesting too, because in my, I am the one workshop, that's one of the first things we do in the first week is we look at like, who are our idols? Who are the people that have mentored us? Who are the people we look up to and how has that shaped where we're going in life? Right. Um, and this can be celebrities. It can be sports stars. It can be real life people who have legitimately kind of taken us under their wing in a sense. And, and it's about what impact has that person had on the decisions you make in your life, the character you're building of yourself and all those things. And then often, especially of course, in my journey of, um, you know, I, I think just even, even being, um, a, a very social individual, a very compassionate individual in, in high school and, it definitely in leadership roles and being a valedictorian, I think I naturally was in mentorship roles there, but also the story of my dad's death became a story of mentorship for others. And I remind people that when they're in their healing journeys and in their grief journeys, that one day, you know, the same way maybe you're looking to me and my grief, grief story, you're going to be offering your grief story, your healing story. This happens a lot in like postpartum depression or motherhood stories in general or parenthood stories. Um, it happens in, uh, like divorce, right? I, I remember supporting some women, uh, through divorce in my practice thinking like, wow, this is really not an area of specialty I would have identified for myself. But there was this period of time I had like three, four women who were going through profound changes post-divorce. And I was almost just kind of rolling through it using a lot of transferable skills and lots of EMDR basis to help them through that. But I later reflected on it again. We talked last last week about how life is in retrospect. 
I looked back and thought, you know what? I may have needed them more than they needed me because their stories of resilience and the women they became after that journey is exactly what I anchored into on my journey. Well, and that, that's a really good point to bring up, Jolene, because when we mentor someone else, it's a, it is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. We're always learning from others. We do, we do that a lot in boxing. Because when a new student would come on, we were assigned to then partner up with that new student and walk them through drills and stuff like that. But it's also reminding you of all the things you've just learned. Absolutely. Right, and putting it into practice. I thought that was re- really, really cool. And that's when I really started understanding mentorship and how it worked. Was yeah, that, like nine years ago, started boxing. Yeah, and and it's really cool to then credit somebody on their experience and their journey. So I did share that with some of the women after, you know, when they learned a bit more about my journey later on, um, because of course I talk about it openly here and stuff. And uh, I said, I'm like, I don't know if you know, but like I learned so much and gained hope for my own journey based on what I witnessed your journey to be. And they were like, what? Yeah. And it was profound for them. And I said, absolutely. Look at where you, look at what you accomplished and look at the woman you've become in the last year and a half. Like to watch that unfold in front of my eyes gave me hope that like it's entirely possible in so many ways where I may have doubted myself or something. Yeah, it was That's really cool. profound. That's it was cool. very cool. And and I felt very, I, I, it's so important for us to give that feedback to people, right? Because um, often we're just like so focused on that movement forward or just literally like white knuckling it through that once we're in that safe zone, it's like, wow, people witnessed me through that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even through dance, like I mentored, like I taught younger, younger kids. And as an older person in the activity, like you said, you know, you do, you become a mentor. And we were just talking about this because I applied for um, a storm billet, thinking that it would be really great for my son in particular to have a mentor like that, just to witness, right? And, and to look up to and to have a part of his life more consistently in in that kind of way. I thought that'd be really cool thing to offer my family, right? Well, it's funny too, because we don't, as parents, we don't think about it, but we're constantly mentoring our children (laughs) like it's a constant we call it parenting but it's just a form of mentorship yeah right now right we're recording and i have a little person coloring at the table behind us and 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 she's witnessing what's happening when mom works and what that looks like and um they're seeing us and our work ethic at times and you know uh yeah where we sacrifice some things or you know where we really screw up other areas right (laughs) like they they witness us all the time through that yeah, and they're learning every single step of the way. Yeah, right? yeah, it was really cool because when you came to do that investigation at my house not that long ago, uh, we reflected on that because it was a young new reporter who was coming to do a story for you, and uh, I was like, Jay, this was you years ago, and <laughs> years the guy, the guy ago. was like, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, look at it because he was someone. Uh, Josh was his yes. name. Uh, just out of journalism school, first journalism job at Castanet. Um, and of course, you know, as people know now, I, I hunt ghosts as part of a ghost hunting team. And he wanted to do a Halloween story about ghost hunting. Um, so the, the editor at Castanet knew me and reached out. And so Josh reached out and followed. And yeah, that was like, you know, one of his first assignments, which I mean, I remember when I was fresh out of journalism school, like you, school really doesn't prepare you for the realities of anything. No. Anything. Even if it's like a very focused course like journalism or, or say social work yeah. or counseling. The reality is so different because those course curriculums were put together years ago. The industry's changed so quickly. So you could see this Josh guy just learning as he went. And it was kind of neat to do that without like 
feeling like you're directly like, okay, kid, now you got to do this and this and this, but just being a presence to help. Yeah. Sometimes just being a really good client or a really good interviewee, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was actually one of the things that uh, I really liked when you and I, when you first reached out to me to interview me a couple times. And then Mm -hmm. when you asked to do the podcast, I remember how much I enjoyed those interviews. They were so easy. Like you were very good at how you conducted the conversation and I got really inspired and yeah, so those things, how you lead that conversation makes such a difference. And Huge. how you led, like, okay, here, we'll go here, we'll go there. What else do you need? Oh, you might need this. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you've done it before. Yeah. So it's easier then to kind of, you know, but you don't have to say, all right, now you have to do this. It's like, yeah. well, what do, you, what do you think you need left? Or what's, you know, what's left? What more do you want? Yeah, totally. Right? And, and interviewing is a whole different. I didn't, we, it was funny. I always say this. As a journalist, 95% of your job is the interview. It really is. It's getting that information. The five percent, the writing it, that's easy once you've got the info. And in my two years, actually became like five years of journalism school because I got a job after my first year, so I had to finish it part-time. There was only one hour of one class dedicated to interviewing. Wow. And you know, it's very similar with social work and, and different like counseling type programs, right? Like so much of it is theory, 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 theory. But that's mm-hmm. why, you know, in this, these master's practicums and stuff, um, like, I mean, th- some of these gals are with me for like eight months, two days a, a week kind of thing. Um, and I think mine was like full time for three and a half, four months or mm-hmm. something. Right. Um, and it's interesting because yeah, you can learn the theory of everything, but you don't ever learn the tasks of the job and the tasks are what, um, yeah, what really define how, how, how your well, job rolls out for how you. How you talk to that other person, Absolutely. how comfortable you make them in your presence. They're, yeah. they're the, I've been to bad therapists who just like, you just don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Go away. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the, the, the ability to connect with someone else and like your line of work and my previous line of work is the most important part. Absolutely. So if you think about like mentors in your life, um, I know we've all reflected on some, you know, I had Venus who was an old math teacher who took me under his wing, who is now like pseudo grandparents to my kids and just really good family friends. Right. For you, Jay, you talk about your, your old, um, uh, instructor, your Taekwondo instructor, boxing instructor, or your boxing yeah. instructor right? Yeah. So we have these profound people in our lives, but I always love, and, and I like talking about this because Um, you know, when we talk about life purpose and what we're here for and where our work makes a difference, you know, I never want to forget the people who always question or may often question their existence when they're like, I work at the corner store Mm -hmm. or, you know, I clean offices at such and such, or, and it's like, you are so valuable. You have no idea, right? So the bus drivers, do we know how valuable they really are to the kids at school? right? How about the lady that runs the corner store that the kids go to all the time, right? Or how about the person who comes in and cleans the office and gets to know some of the staff that are there, what their needs are, right? The chambermaids that are constantly going in, keeping people's lives comfortable, all of these things, right? Every single person in this world is a very important piece of a puzzle that impacts why someone else can do what they can do. Or, or, or has a good day or a bad day. Like yeah. How often have you kind of on the way home from work or late at night realized you need something from the grocery store? Yeah. So you don't want to go to the grocery store, but you have to go to the grocery store. So you go. So you're already in kind of a mindset. Mm-hmm. Whoever's working that till can make or break that moment. Oh my God, yes. And I've had people break it and I've had people make it. And I think that's 
that's an important thing when you're in those jobs to understand is that you do have a huge impact on someone else. Yeah. And you remember, we know we went through this at COVID, what were considered essential services. And it was the grocery store clerk. Grocery and liquor stores. And liquor hey, store. Isn't Thank that you ridiculous? Thank you so much. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh ridiculous. It, it, it was ridiculous. Right? But that's a whole, that, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it through COVID without that. Right? <laughs> but you think about those, like finally they got recognition in a way that like yeah. your job is the most important one we need right now. Yeah. Like people were working through midnight. They were trying to stock the truck drivers finally got recognition. Yeah. Finally, right? right? The unseen, like the unseen behind the scenes people, right? It's just like when you go to a theater production, like where's the music? Um, you know, the lighting and the backstage set, like, why aren't they running out in front? You know, yeah, like, holy man, they make that show, you know? Um, yeah. Especially when you go to some of these phenomenal productions and stuff. Um, yeah. So thinking about that in terms of like, what are, um, like, who are people that have influenced your life in those ways and maybe don't even know that they were mentors to you? Like, I don't know if people have come to you, but I've had people randomly, like even through Instagram, tell me like, I've been following you for two years and you have no idea how much like change I've made in my life and mm -hmm. this, this, this. And I was like, wow, that's exactly why I run this page. Like, and that just validated so much of why I do what I do in that platform. Right. Well, yeah. And we don't think about that either. We use it to promote stuff that we do or whatever, or just, to, I don't know. Some yeah. people put it to put up cat memes, but you know, I, I guess there are people who do who do watch. Like I remember once it was actually, I was going for my daily walk. It was about three years ago when I was doing a lot of work in narrations up at, at joeblow.com and that where we want to believe started. And I was going for a walk, you know, going to be down towards your place on yep. Rosewood. And there's this guy working on his car in the driveway. He kind of looks up and he sees me and then he kind of looks down and then he looks up again and he kind of goes, I really love your Joe Blow stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And I'm like, Thanks. It was like a dude, like, you know, a block down from where I live. Wow. And that felt pretty good, actually. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah. Right? And like, honestly, anytime you guys are sharing our podcast and you tell us that you listened to it or you loved last week's episode, like, we love that, right? And then now, when you're talking about that in the lunchroom, when you're talking, you know, even this happened with my workshop, right? One of my gals was like, oh my God, my boss love. like, I was telling my boss about it and she wants to do your workshop now, Right. Um, you're now being a mentor to them in a sense. Mm -hmm. You are leading by example. You are giving opportunity for them to now take that information, them to make change, them to initiate change, right? It's the whole domino effect. And we mentor through how we live our lives, yeah. really how we conduct ourselves, right? Yeah, how we, yeah, exactly. That's coming back to being the parent of things. Mm -hmm. That also applies to like everyone else you come across. Yeah. In life. It's true. So don't be a dick. <laughs> sometimes you have to sometimes though. you have yeah. to though but i mean right? there are and there's been times where i've had it and this goes back to forgiveness periods like especially like we said after like my dad died and stuff like that where i know i was an a-hole mm -hmm. like 24 7 right <laughs> i could clear hallways just by walking down yeah. with a look on my face yeah. and i look back at that and i was like well what did that serve yeah you know, and then how did that affect other people around me? That served that, you, you know, well because you were an introvert and you were like, get just, the F away. Yeah, I did. It did right? in that sense. But I know I treated people poorly yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Right? Now yeah. I'm, a, I think, a more friendly introvert. Yeah, exactly. You're not so afraid to let people in. But that actually brings up a really great point because not all mentorship is meant for good. This is true. So we can think of a lot of different scenarios in this world, in this country, 
maybe in your kid's school, in your workplace, where mentorship isn't innately meant for good or done by kind people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole... Mean girls story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you've yeah. You've got mean girls. You've got, you know, like religious and political leadership. Yeah. You've got all sorts of things. So remember, like, again, and, and really, I think one of the definitions about like mentor was it is a... Um, like an educated and trusted leader or yeah. educated and like something, right? So really thinking about the power of mentorship and how it can be used for good or for bad. Well, look at uh, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, well, Nazi, that's exactly he was, it. Uh, to right? many a mentor, but what he was preaching wasn't the right yeah. way to go about it, right? And what's the intention behind the leader, the mentorship, yeah. right? Are you mentoring because you want to equip other people with the same kind of skill set and the ability to move forward and grow in the same ways you have been and pass down all the things you've learned so they don't have to learn for themselves in a sense. Yeah. And it becomes, you know, like unwritten history almost like the um like uh like like verbal history yep. right or or like story told history but um or is it so that you can gain power yep yeah i think you know and it, this this could be a good future episode yeah. i think almost anything can be weaponized yes almost any any emotion any anything can be and that's where you and we've seen examples you know with like cults mm-hmm. right like helter skelter all that kind of stuff where it's Someone's teaching someone something, but it's not for the right. It's not for good purposes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the terrorism. Yeah. Terrorists. Like I mean, wow. You can go on and on and on. Oh, totally. And yeah. and just grooming individuals for those things. Grooming that is a form of mentorship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. So, uh, hate to to throw a dark note in there, right? <laughs> but it's the reality, right? It is. And really ask yourself, like, yeah, scan your life a little bit. Like, who am I a mentor to? How do I view that role of mentorship? Like maybe you've never seen yourself as a mentor before. And some of the things we've listed today actually demonstrate, holy shit, you are. And simply like if you're in a job where you have more experience with something, I mean, this happens. I even just think like even on our hockey, uh, on our our hockey team, we've got like, we're all volunteering for things and it's like, okay, well, what parent has actually done scorekeeping yet? Okay. Well now you're going to mentor the next person who hasn't done it yet. Even if you've only done it one time, you are the mentor, Yeah. right? Yeah. And there is like, we, we acquire these roles everywhere in our life simply because maybe we have previous experience or transferable experience there and really credit yourself like actually label it as that because I I think we take the role more seriously we Mm -hmm. can do a better job when we actually realize the impact of what we're doing and I think that there is this really um, empowering place to be and there can be a, 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 a like validation of who you are what you know you know, and what you've been through. Like, and I love that when I do like suicide awareness events and stuff. And I, I ask for families to tell their story and they, they source something within themselves and validate their story in ways that they never even thought was worthy of Mm -hmm. it. So it's a big self-worth thing as well. Oh, huge, huge self-worth thing, a healing thing. Um, and an empowering thing. Yeah, What I do matters. And it's actually a tangible thing to be worthy of being passed down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, true. Yeah, it becomes like an unspoken heirloom, right? Like, so the really valuable china that grandma passed down or the special antique gun that dad might have passed down or something or grandpa, that is what our knowledge is when we can pass that down, right? Like our experience, our knowledge, it's so rich. And wouldn't it be so wild to just, it is a shame because I think that happens a lot actually is where that almost gets wasted at the end of a lifetime if there was nobody to pass it along to. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, and I think that happened. That I've seen that happen yeah. to certain people. And yeah. it is a shame, right? Or, and sometimes it hasn't happened because that person just wasn't the right person to pass it on. Like, you know what I mean? They, they didn't yes. endear themselves to others. They didn't, they were just kind of bitter, miserable people. Or if there weren't trustworthy people yeah. to pass that knowledge on to, exactly, like maybe right? somebody's got like a loaded weapon inside their mind of the things that they are able to do. And they're like, I cannot pass this on to the wrong person. I would yeah. rather die knowing this yeah. than pass it on to the wrong person. Who right? then use it for the wrong. And yeah, efforts. for me, you know, I've always been so invested in the field of helping people that that's why I take on uh, supervision and mentorship roles is because I want to enhance the field and make sure more of like, yeah, my way of practicing gets out there rather than, you know, other less, I don't know, legitimate or desirable or whatever ways of practice. Right. So that's also my way of ensuring different change in the future and how to the collective I can offer more. Right. And I, I don't intend to retire. I intend to always somewhat be mentoring in the field somehow or making, you know, continued ripples yeah. in, 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 in the world that way, right? So even when you're done, say, running your own practice. Yeah. You can still, this, you can be a consultant. Oh, you totally. can just, Yeah, tons of things that can still be done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we have the gifts that we have in the work that we do, um, it's really brilliant to find other people who can take that, you know, like I think of Mary, uh, who I joined, uh, her practice and it was kind of her little baby to begin mm -hmm. with the grief practice in Kamloops. And I am forever grateful for her mentorship in order to help, uh, me flourish to where I've gotten to, yeah. you know? That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. All right. Well, that brings us to a close of another episode. Glad, glad we took it back from that dark place. It went there for a yeah, little while. Right? <laughs> it on a positive I note. am guaranteed to take it to those places. Well, you have to, because <laughs> it's not everything is roses. Yes. True. Right. We got the thorns. There's lots of thorns. Um, leave any comments in the comment section. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> We're back next week with your next favorite episode. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.